You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 32. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord yet again by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. Sean, I'm about to throw every piece of equipment in this room out this freaking window. It's okay. I'm not there. You do what you want, man. Yeah. This, obviously, nothing works today. Uh, <laughs> thank you to everyone watching live and watching this train wreck happen live as I tried to figure out the problems with OBS before the show started. And participating in the chat, just as a reminder, we are live each and every week on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there. Uh, The topic of the show this week uh, is going to be our thoughts on what we want to see out of the next GTA game from Rockstar, uh, as well as some news about how their studio has changed since releasing Red Dead Redemption 2. But first... The show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Am I right, Sean? I don't know. You've been cutting out the whole time. Oh, I mean, everything just keeps messing gosh, up. Gosh, you're so full. I of... have no idea what's going on. You're so full of crap. The first item on the PXN News of the Week is some PS4 exclusives were showing up as PC uh, titles coming to PC on Amazon, and they are apparently appearing in error, according to Sony. So uh, I know you saw this this news story. Um, yeah, it was actually Amazon France, not uh, America or anything else. Um, I just thought it was noteworthy because normally whenever like, leaks like this happen, like Amazon Canada is notorious for this stuff. Um, companies always say we can either confirm or deny, blah, blah, blah. But Sony specifically said this is an error. So in my mind, that definitely means that this was done by some sort of accident. No, I don't believe these things are something that got accidentally leaked or any of that stuff. So like games like Days Gone, uh, Persona 5, don't expect those on PC just yet. Maybe one day down the road, but not right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next PXN News of the Week uh, item we have is uh, Play at Home Initiative has been uh, started by Sony. This is pretty cool. Uh, from April 15th through May 5th, uh, the Uncharted Collection and Journey are both free for you to download on PlayStation Network. This is pretty awesome. Uh, obviously, both of these games are really good games. Uncharted Collection includes uh, three of the best games from ps3 generation by far um and also and journey one journey many as well of the years yeah absolutely so this is a really good cause uh i also saw that they were doing uh some kind of charity thing i remember briefly seeing like something like up to two million dollars or something uh, uh 10 million actually 10 million okay yeah yeah that uh, I guess they're donating to the the cause. I'm not sure. Did they say like if that's like purchases or what what that's from? I didn't really read into. I think it. it's like some sort of like off the PS Store. Yeah, it's like a percentage point off of that, uh, which I get. Obviously, they're never going to do like the full amount. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that is kind of neat that they are doing some sort of percentage for that because obviously, at this point, we are getting that digital future at the moment because no one's going into stores to buy games so you're actually able just to download everything either on your playstation or xbox or even switch 
Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, yeah. Moving on to the next news story, uh, there's canceled Superman game concept art from WB Montreal. Uh, you also caught this one. Uh, I did, I think I missed it, but uh, I'm pulling it up now and I'm seeing uh, what it's about. It does look very interesting, the Daily Planet um Behind. Yeah, it looks sleek, like Metropolis looked alive, kind of. Yeah. Which, I mean, granted, the last time I remember playing a Superman game was unfortunately Superman 64. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm just, we haven't heard anything from WB Montreal or Rockstar, for that matter, since Dark Knight. But there's, we only have the rumored Harry Potter AP, uh, RPG, and then possibly a justice league game that has been rumored for years yeah um i don't know if this was part of that obviously we're only seeing superman's kind of fly off in the distance and metropolis itself in like it's neon glow yeah uh but i mean it it looks sleek i mean i could actually trust those two studios better with superman than most only because they understand dc comics and i think they understand how to do action games Mm. Um, especially in that genre, it's just, it's like, um, there was a one punch man game that just came out not too long ago. And literally you're not playing as one punch man because what would be the point of that game? You beat everything in a punch. That's the game. Right. So it's like, how do you make a Superman game that actually feels fair? Because you are Superman. You're the most powerful being in existence. Like, yeah. How does that work? I know Greg Miller uh, definitely would love to have a good Superman game, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we'll ever get there after Superman 64. No, and I mean, I necessarily don't think that everything has to translate across like to different mediums and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I know we're getting a Last of Us TV show and a Halo TV show. Yeah. I think those are good examples of probably what will translate very well. But, I mean, there's a, like, Twisted Metal. Imagine that being a show. Like, cool, you could do something dark and twisted. Um, no pun intended. But, like, how could you do a car combat game? You right. couldn't. You couldn't. So certain things just aren't going to translate well to other mediums. Although you say that, and there's movies that they've made that, that are far more confusing than that, that are uh, based on video games. Like, what was that, a Pac-Man movie or something? I remember something stupid. Oh, uh, pixels! Pixels! I never yes. saw it. Like they—they've—they've they've made some stupider movies than that, even. Um, yeah, the Assassin's games. Creed movie was god awful. Yeah, they kind of went away from what actually, you know, is Assassin's Creed. But yeah, I'm just hopeful we'll hear some sort of comment from this whole thing. Like, what was it? Maybe five months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what was uh, Rockstar kept leaking something about maybe the Court of Owls? We never heard anything besides uh, that, like, two tweets. Yes, that was WB Montreal. Okay, so WB Montreal. So it's just, yeah. like, what what what's going on? Like, I, I, I'm all for letting the developers have their time, but, like, WB Montreal hasn't released anything since Arkham Origins. Am I right? Correct, yep. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, that was 20, like, 13, maybe? Exactly. Something crazy. They're, they're, yeah, they're, it's not like they're Sony Bend where they're going to be given all the time in their world to produce a medium game. Yeah. And that's not to slight on Sony Bend, but, I mean, let's be honest, that's what Days Gone boiled down to. So yeah. it, it's just odd that we still don't know anything almost seven years later. Yeah, that was their last game. It was 2013. That's insane. October 2013. Yeah. 
That's yeah, that's insane. Maybe they maybe they've like taken on a lot of support studio roles. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's just odd that it's that long in development and they're not a first party studio. For sure. For sure. Um, moving on, uh, studio head Adam Bedowski of CD Projekt Red has said that Cyberpunk has been rated by most rating boards, including the SRB. So this is really good news uh, in contrast to what we were talking about. Uh, was it last week or uh, I don't remember. If, I think it was last week. Um, but uh, we were talking about how we thought maybe Cyberpunk might not make its uh, September release date that it got uh, delayed to. Uh, but now this is looking very good as they're saying the game is largely uh, very close to being finished and uh, it's already being approved by ratings boards. Yeah, definitely a positive sign of what could be a long way to go for everything. And uh, by the way, I meant to to correct ourselves on the play at home stuff with Sony. Yeah. Um, it's $10 million towards um, like indie development and game development studios that are affected by this, Oh, okay. Uh, which is actually really cool that it impacts this industry in that sense. Yeah. For um, sure. But yeah, I, I mean, good for them as far as that's very positive signs for everything because I, I get it. It was delayed, but CD Projekt Red is only on the uptick at this point with the success of the Witcher games. And I know they don't technically own the Witcher series, but they saw a huge bump from that, from what we said yeah, and saw. So I, I, I'm glad this is coming out. I think they're actually going to be announcing the DLC soonish. I know it's at least before the game launches, they're going to yeah. let everyone know what the DLC is going to entail. They did say that. I forgot about that. That's a good, good point to add. Um, that, and I think they said that it was going to be at least as big as uh, Witcher's DLCs, but probably bigger. Yeah, and Blood and Wine, from everything that I've heard from people that have played it, is gigantic. Yeah. yeah. And I know the other ones, uh, to a lesser extent, the same. And they were all very well-regarded uh, DLCs. So, yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, we're about to see CD Projekt Red almost become a high tier of naughty dog i think they're already on that par but i think um they'll be more universally loved not just by hardcore gamers yeah and i think uh cyberpunk will probably lend themselves to be um higher adopted than the witcher because the witcher is uh, a very fantasy uh heavy rpg that it's it's really going to cater to the hardcore gamers out there but it's not necessarily going to cater to like you know casual people out there Whereas Cyberpunk kind of has a different feel and it's more of a shooter type experience that I think it'll cater to more uh, general fans as well as hardcore. So I think uh, Cyberpunk honestly could be like their fallout to their to uh, Bethesda's El Elder Scrolls. Like I think it could have that kind of impact. Obviously Elder Scrolls is still big for Bethesda, but I think Fallout is even bigger for them but i would agree more people are interested in a version of science fiction than they are fantasy for yeah. the for the most part mm -hmm. for sure um 
So moving on to the next story, uh, this is a surprise story that I didn't tell you about because I knew you would be like, wow, another one of these. Yes, this is Podcast PXN. That includes another Halo story in here, of course. All right, man. You, I'm out. I'll see you. <laughs> you. You knew it's coming because it's fucking Halo. Uh, and there I go. I curse. Uh, so, I don't get you. I don't understand you. <laughs> I, I, I just get excited. That's all. Uh, so late today, uh, there was a, a leak from Megablocks that Megablocks makes, uh, figures for, for all kinds of games, but, uh, Halo Infinite, they have a line coming up for Halo Infinite. They've already announced a Master Chief and Pilot. Pilot's the one, the guy from the trailer that, uh, uh, finds Chief in space or whatever. Uh, they have a set that they already announced for that. But just today, there was another piece to that that was announced that they're including a hunter in that pack as well. And you may think, oh, how's that significant? It's just a a hunter. Like, they're just covenant. Well, this hunter is red and has very distinct indications that it is going to be a banished hunter. If you don't know what uh, the banished hunter is, uh, in Halo Wars 2 the main enemy is the banished and atriox is like the dreadlock guy he's the main bad guy in halo wars 2 he is the head of the banished and this is huge because this basically means that halo infinite is going to have the banished in the in the campaign and they're most likely going to be the main enemy in in the campaign which again goes back to the origins of of Halo and their 343 is going back to basics they're going back to the covenant as the main enemy they had already kind of hinted at that that when they were saying prometheans were probably going to go away uh so this is in my opinion very exciting and just another indication that we are getting more classic halo coming back uh for for infinite so that has me very, very excited. I know you may be like, wow, what the hell? That doesn't matter. No, no, no. But it's-, it's, it's totally fine because now that we're doing a building block Lego Mega Blocks conversation, we could finally talk about Mario Legos. Thank God. <laughs> we did, remember? <laughs> yeah, but we haven't talked about the price, the sets. Way too expensive. Don't buy it, stupid. Oh, yeah. How much is it? I haven't even seen how much it is. Well, uh, Legos aren't as cheap as you remember, like, from your kid being a kid. But, like, because of the chip, I think, like, I don't know. I look at piece count and all that stuff, and it's probably, like, $10 more than what you think in your head. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just, that stuff is pricey. (laughs) Yeah, that's insane. Uh, Moving on, (laughs) back to uh, the ESRB. They've an- assigned a new interactive element, uh, including a in-game purchase includes random items indicator for games that have loot boxes attached to them. So basically, this is just a little disclaimer at the bottom of the ESRB ratings, like T, E, uh, M, whatever it is, AO, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, I'm looking at you. Uh <laughs> Uh, but it's just a little disclaimer at the bottom that basically says we have loot boxes <laughs> if the game has loot boxes in it. So this is, I feel like this is a good move just for transparency purposes for, for games. Yeah, especially with parents. Uh, I mean, kind of an example that I'm thinking of is uh, one of my uh, managers that works for me at my store, Her, she was talking about how her son 
spent I think two hundred plus dollars on Fortnite the other night. What? And it, she's obviously like learning about all this Fortnite crap because of it, and it's just it would be very nice for parents to like see this kind of like what you were saying. You see a rating for it. Um, okay, I shouldn't be buying this for my six-year-old kid. Yeah. Uh, okay, you see that, hey, it has microtransactions, and this is the type of microtransactions. There's a lot that are considered predatory. This is not what I want my kid to be playing. True, 100%. And, and you say that, but, uh, you know, 10-year-old me was playing Mortal Kombat, ripping people's heads off, so. Uh. <laughs> oh, no, I, I think ratings are a joke. I mean, I even remember I tricked my dad for Twisted Metal Black, yeah. Uh, when it came for the PS2, and my mom was so pissed about it, but it's just like, okay, well, I'm not a sociopath where I think video games are real. Neither are most people, yeah. so it's not going to make me suddenly want to drive a car with my hands and run over people. Yeah, right, for sure. Uh, moving on, <laughs> Kotaku has released an article this week. Uh, that they originally had one name for the the article. I just wanted to disclaim this. They had a, a a title for this article that they changed the name of the article after people kind of got pissed off and there was backlash uh, for it. But they posted this uh, article that says Final Fantasy VII Remake's easy mode is way too easy. So I thought this would be interesting for us to talk about. We've had this discussion on other stuff before, but... Uh, and one of the uh, the COO of Able Gamers, which Able Gamers is the company that uh, you know promotes accessibility in games and stuff like that for people who are uh, disabled and ha- have problems, uh, unable to necessarily play the same way that we play uh, games. So he tweeted out that uh, difficulty level set to easy is to make the game easier for people who either A, have disabilities which make normal difficulty almost impossible, which I completely agree with, or B, prefer to focus on the story and not combat, which I also agree with. And my thing is, the thing that I always come back to is having an easy mode in your game, I don't feel like that impacts your experience if that's not the way you want to play or if that's not the way the developers want you to play so like developers normally tell you hey this is how we would have you play our game either play it on normal play it on uh you know whatever difficulty normal is traditionally that level that developers tell you to play the level play the game at because that's they're kind of catering the game to that that level so in my opinion having an easy mode that's too easy i don't I guess I don't. I'm confused by what Kotaku's saying there because the whole point of an easy mode is to make it easy. I don't see it being too easy uh, because if some if it's too easy, then don't play on that level. That's kind of my thoughts on that. Uh, and if you want to play on a harder mode, that's what the hard mode's for, or you know, the nightmare mode, or whatever it is. So I guess I'm very confused as to why Kotaku would think that. I'm not. Uh, and here we go back on Daniel's rant train on on companies and people. I'm not a huge fan of Kotaku besides Jason Schreier. He's pretty much the only one that I give a shit about at Kotaku. I really could care less about anyone else at Kotaku. So just throwing that out there as well. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts? 
Well, so I would one agree the easy mode on Final Fantasy VII is incredibly easy. Uh, I tried it out just to see what it was. I also tried out the classic mode, but I'll kind of get into that later. Um, I, I see your point uh, as far as for uh, gamers with um, certain disabilities. And I know that's not the PC term. I just can't remember what the PC term is anymore, so I apologize. No, that's Unlike, that's fine. That's normal. Yeah. Um, but so I agree with that when it comes to game modes as far as stories. Um, I also will say I don't want though the developers to feel like it's uh, an additive that is tacked on. Um, take for example, uh, Hideki Miyazaki, uh, the famous Souls creator, uh, and also Bloodborne. Those games, they created their own genre. Uh, as far as that, there is no difficulty. Right. It is the game. So those types of games, I understand why some people could be upset that there's no mode, but that is how you play the game. Um, I mean, I'll go into spoilers, and this it's a weird dichotomy, but kind of stick with me. I'm thinking about the ending of Last of Us was incredibly divisive. Um, you essentially are the bad guy, in a sense, at the end. Yeah. Um, you did do something very selfishly. You don't get a choice whether you do this or not. You have to do this. Um, and that's the way that developers wanted you to experience that story. Again, different than gameplay, and I realize that. Um, I, I do think certain games, it should be automatic uh, with uh, easy modes. So I think this game is a quintessential thing that could be an easy mode. Um, because this game is a reimagining of a classic so I understand that. I I don't know why it has to be a big deal that it's easy, just like you said. Right. Uh, it, it, it's it, In my mind, it's a non-issue because, cool, I tried it out just to see what it was like. I didn't enjoy that that experience. I wanted a more challenging, I guess. Yeah. So I went up a level. I right. Mean, I, yeah, I, it feels very much like a non-issue that's becoming an issue. Yeah, I completely agree. I just, and I 100% agree with what you're saying about uh the soulsborn games or whatever uh whatever you want to call that genre like i agree with that completely uh while there's probably people out there that would like to play those games like i, I even i would like to play those games but i know if i play those games i'll break every little literally everything that i have in my house so that's not gonna happen uh so I, while I would like to see some kind of way for me to play that game, I understand why they don't do it because that is, like you said, that's what their game is. Um, so for that, yes, I completely agree. So um, you, do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, no, no. I mean, okay. for the most part, I, I like I said, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's there is times when we actually agree with each other. It's so weird. Yeah, it's very rare, but it does happen. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake uh, is in the works, according to a report uh, at M2, which is the uh, new developer that made Resident Evil 3 Remake with support from Capcom, uh, and it's supposed to be releasing in 2022. So our prayers are maybe finally being answered that we are getting the best Resident Evil game remastered in beautiful HD or 4K quality. 
How uh, long until we get a Resident Evil 7 remaster? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait. It, it's just yeah. funny. Wait, Resident uh, Evil... Capcom's going down this list. Resident Evil 7 would be fine. Don't give us Resident Evil 6 remastered. Well, Resident Evil 7 came out in this generation. <laughs> I know, but that just tells you how much I'd rather see that than Resident Evil 6 remastered. Well, if somebody could do it correctly and not what the... the... Yeah. They'd have just to. God awful product was. They'd have to literally just make a brand new game and call it Resident Evil Six for me to be excited about that. Colon, sorry. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll try again. Yeah, I mean, I obviously you and I have such affinity for this game. Um, if there's a remake that would ever excite me, it would be this. Yeah. Only because, and now I'm probably gonna eat my words. There's not much you can screw up with this because the work for you has already been done as far as getting this game right. It's I've I've played it within the last year. It still runs incredibly well. Controls feel well, obviously a little tankish still because they were kind of getting still out of that, but it it's still improved upon all the original um, Resident Evils, and we've already seen what they've done with the remake as far as graphics and fidelity and all that stuff. So really this seems like almost a guaranteed home run yeah i agree completely and actually uh the the studio name m2 um it has two of the original creators of resident evil 4 in that name essentially uh i can't remember who the other guy is but shinji mikami was apparently um was approached on joining this studio with the other guy his name's also starts with an m i can't think of his name right now but uh, he approached Mikami, Shinji Mikami to see if he wanted to leave Tango, uh, which is owned by Bethesda, who made Evil Within and such, uh, to see if he wanted to help them Second make one's really good. Resident Evil 4 remake. Yes, the first one's good, too. I love that, too. But I uh, just had PlayStation version sucked. I had so many glitches for oh, the first one. I remember but the second one, I had no issues, and I loved the open world. Yeah. But, uh, so that's a little, that kind of sucks, but at the same time, they did a really good job with Resident Evil 3 remake that I'm really not that concerned about it, um, but yeah, I'm very, very excited about that remake. And you and I were talking about this, it sounds like they, if the studio was named after almost a, um, like, tribulation, or not tribulation, but tribute to, uh, Mikami, like, that means they must have a, still a very good relationship, so I can see him almost being, like, a consultant to make sure his original vision is not intact, or is intact. For sure, yeah, I agree. Uh, staying on the Resident Evil, uh, train, Resident Evil 3 remake has apparently shipped 2 million copies in 5 days after release, uh, just as a comparison, Resident Evil 2 hit 3 million after a week. Uh, so that's pretty strong numbers for a remake, uh, 2 million in just five days. I Obviously, that's just shipped, but still very strong numbers. Well, and especially given the time, like one, I don't like shipped numbers. I used to hate when PlayStation did it in the beginning of uh, the generation when they were trying to brag how many they shipped. I'm just like, no one gives a shit about shipped. Tell right. us what you sold. Um but given that you don't have any quote unquote window shoppers right now with our pandemic, like that's still pretty impressive numbers because a lot of people don't window shop for digital. They do it while they're in a store. Yep. 
Yeah, I now agree. I do window shop for digital because like anytime I see something that catches my eyes, I watch a trailer, then I download it. The only time I window shop for digital is when there's like a big sale, and then I'll just exactly. like browse through the sales. Yeah, I know all three major platforms are continuously having some sort of sale during yep. this whole thing. Yep. So if I was anybody that wanted something to play, you have discounts aplenty. Yep, absolutely. And I think both PS Plus and Game Pass has been on sale during this whole thing. Yeah, yep. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate was on sale for... Shoot, what was it? Oh, it was $45 for six months and normally it's three months for that price for game pass ultimate which includes game pass uh on pc game pass on console and xbox live gold so like that's a really good deal as well um let's see uh our last news story is crisis twitter account is apparently teasing something so uh they tweeted two tweets in the last two days the first one being uh receiving data dot 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 and uh the next one was hey nomad you're still with us question mark so so real quick daniel fill audience in on like what crisis was crisis was the game that pretty much defined graphics back in the day it melted pcs uh with how insane the uh, graphical fidelity of the games were it was always a technical masterpiece uh but beyond that That second one when you jump in on that waterfall oh my god so insanely good gorgeous great looking game but yeah and actually the story was actually pretty good uh until three got a little weird but uh overall the story was really good uh so i would be interested if they kind of brought this back i think it is a little bit of a surprise because crytek after pretty much after rise released crytek was in some serious financial trouble and uh they started working on their hunt game i believe hunt showdown or whatever that game was and i think that finally released but um i guess they've been pretty quiet so maybe they've been working on a uh, new crisis game since then so i mean i'd be down for i'd be down for a launch title if that's what this is uh, on the next yeah. gen i think i'd be better off personally if it was just a full-on reboot though um or yeah. something in the style of what we presume halo infinite's going to be as far as a reimagining but you know kind of putting their own spin on things but paying homage like yeah. cause I, I we you talked about the story but like none of us would ever say that that story is memorable uh, to the point where we like could name all the characters and all the twists and turns and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. So we're excited to see what happens there. Uh, moving to games we are playing. Uh, so I've got two bangers here of games that I'm playing. First, uh, the first game I was playing, uh, I think it was last Friday. I was playing NBA 2K20 on Game Pass. Um, so this is the first 2K basketball game I've played in probably like four years, something like that. I don't know. I don't typically buy 2K basketball games because uh, I'm not a big NBA person. But uh, yeah, I wanted to dive into it because I just wanted to see like how it's evolved over time. And man, that game is really, really good. Like 
it's insane how good that the, the polish is on that game. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I played literally probably for five or six hours on Friday. Uh, I was I was having that good of a time with it. I actually complete this completed like their story uh, thing that they have. You create a player and then you go through the NBA draft and the the combine and all that stuff. And uh, that was really cool. And uh, I got drafted by the Lakers, so I got to play with Anthony Davis and LeBron and myself. That was the main three. So well, I I'm proud that was... of you for choosing the right team. Yeah. I, my the two teams that I used to play with back in the day because I never like I said I never really watched NBA I always played with the Lakers or the Raptors that's a weird combo but that was my teams I always played with I think Vince Carter was on the Raptors when I played with them and Kobe obviously for the Lakers I loved just shooting with him because he made literally everything uh, yeah I was always more uh like i had lakers but then obviously the bulls because of jordan oh yeah for sure i just could never get into sim basketball games same thing with sim football games yeah. I, I just i don't like i like it more arcadey i guess so here's what i'll say uh the last nba 2k game i played i thought it felt very slow like in sluggish uh much like madden 20 that i've said about that but this one, I really feel like they upped the tempo of it or something because it really is a lot more fun to play. And it's it doesn't give me the same effect that Madden gives me where Madden feels way too like over-the-top realistic that I, it just feels not fun. This actually feels really fun. And it's not, don't get me wrong, it's not like a arcade experience or anything like that, but it, it feels a lot more fast-paced um, on this go-around. But yeah. uh, my other game that I've been playing is No Man's Sky. So this is funny because the last time I played No Man's Sky was on launch day on PlayStation 4. I played for one and a half to two hours. And then I said, I'm never playing this game ever again and set it down. I paid $60 for it and played for one or one and a half hours, something like that. And uh, here I am. I played No Man's Sky again. <laughs> Uh, you have to, you have to give Sean Murray and, uh, and Hello Games some credit for the amount of content they've added to that game. Like they've added a ton of content, just like, like Sea of Thieves has added a ton of content from Rare. This game has added a ton of free content as well. Like it's amazing to see the difference and it actually is a lot more interesting. I played for, uh maybe like three to four hours this weekend and i had a good time with it i'll probably go back to it um at some point uh probably maybe not immediately but i'll definitely jump back in to kind of continue what i was working on but it definitely they've built that game out quite a bit and the gameplay actually feels fun now and there's actually things to do uh it visually looks good the only thing i will say the perf the uh uh, visual mode like the enhanced mode on xbox one x i was playing it chugged badly <laughs> like it was i think it's supposed to be 30 frames per second but there's no way it's hitting 30 frames per second because it was chugging badly um so i tried to turn to the uh, performance mode but it said i had to reboot the game to do that so i never rebooted the game to check that version out but i'm sure that probably runs better um but uh yeah Definitely, definitely a, a big improvement over what it originally launched at. 
Yeah, good turnaround story in the end for them. As yeah. far as I, they obviously over over promised, mm-hmm. and especially for a team that only made um, it was that crashing game. I can't remember what it was called. Joe Danger. Um, Joe Danger. Yes, and to promise pretty much an entire universe at your fingertips, and it took a couple years, but to finally give that to people, I mean, good story for them. Yep. Um, so mine, if no one can guess, is Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Uh, I want to make that clear since Daniel does not <laughs> think that's clear. I'm kidding. Um, so we talked about the reviews last week as far as from outlets and Metacritic and everything. Uh, as far as my impressions go, I am very much liking it. Um, I was telling Daniel this earlier today that it is giving Ori in the Will of the Wisps a pretty good run for its money right now. Um, I'm on chapter six, I believe. Um, so probably, I don't know, maybe a quarter of the way through, uh, give or take. Um, I kind of, I've sunk a lot of hours in uh, just from con- constantly, like, I guess, upgrading my characters and stuff like that. Because that's how I always am in RPGs. It doesn't affect me going back and fighting the enemies over and over again just to level up because I always feel some sense of accomplishment with that stuff. Yeah. Um, And with this being an action combat system, uh, it's actually a lot of fun to continue to fight, especially because it's not like I am always fighting as Cloud. Um, I switch pretty often between him and Tifa. Not so much Barret. Um, He just feels underpowered to me, but I could say that from the original game too compared to the other characters. Um, and Tifa was always one of my go-tos because she's like one of the strongest characters in the game. Uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I know you've seen trailers. It is beyond impressive looking. It is just gorgeous. Uh, I have had zero frame rate issues, zero lagging at all. And I'm on an original PlayStation 4 launch day. So for it to look as good as it does and not to chug as much as it is, that is fantastic um, that people could play that, too, on their launch PS4. Yep. Um, as far as the combat itself, uh, it's really enjoyable, actually. I, I really still wish you get a chance to play the demo just to kind of see what it's all about. Maybe um, someday. Uh, it's not, like, combo-based, but it isn't just also mashing a couple buttons over and over again. There's some strategy to it still as far as... Um, like, okay, do I attack this character or enemy physically, or do I need to step back and heal, or is this uh, enemy susceptible to magic, or do I need to do my research first and uh, do something called assess on the enemy, and meanwhile I can have my other character or other two characters concentrate on the fighting while I'm trying to figure out a good strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like that aspect. Uh, the one thing I will say that I it's incredibly noticeable is there has been so much attention to detail on the setting, on the main characters, um, the expansion of the story that it took a it took a lot from what your NPCs are. Yeah. Um, they look, oh god, almost like PS2 quality NPCs in my opinion. Um, just not pretty at all. If you get a chance to watch a video, you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to kind of fluff out Midgar, because as I said, Midgar was only a four-hour section, and this is a 30-plus-hour RPG now just in the one area. 
um, they fell into a lot of JRPG tropes. Mm-hmm. I am Cloud, essentially. I have the giant buster sword. I am a well-known um, ex-soldier uh, who's like one of the most powerful uh, military people in the world. But yet I have to go find three cats. Uh, so it's just like... <laughs> That's bizarre. That's <laughs> it's, Japanese it's like, flavor. Exactly, yeah. I'm just like, okay, like I, I get it. You're trying to give humanity to Cloud in a sense, but like this is just, uh, hey, we need to pad out a couple more minutes. So here you go. Here's another side quest for you. Yeah. But yeah, obviously it's probably going to be something I'm going to continue to play for a few weeks because so far I'm really liking it. Sweet. Sweet deal. Uh, Moving on to the topic of the show. So the topic of the show, Kotaku first reported this, that uh, apparently Rockstar is deep into uh, developing the next Grand Theft Auto game on the heels of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, The other thing that I just wanted to address real quick, and then we can talk about what we expect uh, to see or what we want to see from uh, another Grand Theft Auto is that Jason Schreier from Kotaku also said, over the last 18 months, Red Dead Redemption 2 developer Rockstar Games has been taking steps to overhaul its culture, steps that some employees say have made a huge difference. Some who were making exit plans in 2018 now tell me they hope to stick around. So there was a huge deal with uh, crunch being an issue where developers were working insane hours in order to put out uh red dead redemption 2 so by what he's reporting it sounds like a good sign that maybe they're making a lot of changes that are helping the developers um but really in the end it's going to come down to the end of development on their next game which we presume is this next grand theft auto game because crunch always comes in the last what like six to twelve months of a game's development so you're really not going to know that the changes that they made are going to make an impact until we get to that time. Um, but to kind of pivot to what, what we want to see, what what things do you want to see from uh, the next Grand Theft Auto game? So I say this in jest, but I actually truly mean it because you know how much of a turnoff it was for me for Red Dead Redemption 2. I want some sort of updated control scheme for this generation, or I guess next generation because it's going to be on next gen um the controls are just so outdated for rockstar games and i i know critically and commercially everyone is incredibly forgiving for that i get it um a lot of people look past uh bethesda's issues and fallout when it comes to the technical side um i overlook stupid jpr uh jrpg tropes uh for a game but i I really think because gameplay to you and I is king that that's something that really needs to be addressed going forward. Yeah, I I completely agree. Uh Red Dead Redemption 2 did feel very slow uh especially with the running mechanic it just oh, it feels so outdated. Um obviously for Red Dead Redemption 2 in my eyes it kind I don't know. I I kind of hate to say that it worked um because it, it's kind of outdated at this point, but it did work for what they were doing with Red Dead Redemption 2 because of how slow-paced the gameplay was and how intentionally slow they made it. Um, and it kind of makes you 
you know, take in that world, which is a good thing. But as you said, we're in 2020. We need to have gameplay that is with the standard of 2020, not the gameplay that's with the standard of 2013 when Grand Theft Auto V came out. Uh, Yes, I I completely agree. We need an updated control scheme completely. Uh, As far as setting, uh, I think that it would be amazing if they took the setting back to Vice City and, like, expanded Vice City. Um, Like, that, the neon aspect of that world, it was just such a beautiful that world. That is a high hope and I second your emotion, man. Gosh, that would be so good. And bring back Tommy Versetti. That would be yeah. <laughs> Tommy! Well, I don't think they could bring him back. Doesn't he die at the end of Vice City? You know what? There's been crazier things that have happened <laughs> in games. <laughs> so, Sergeant Johnson technically died at the end of Halo Combat Evolved, but he still showed up in Halo 2 and 3. Yeah. Uh, no, I really like going to that setting because obviously for years they've been going Liberty City, then San Andreas, then Liberty City, then San Andreas. I would really be okay with not going back to Liberty City. No, I know Grand yeah. Theft Auto 4 was so long ago, but that type of city environment does not entice me. But something that you're saying, like um, Miami-type setting, especially in today's consoles, because GTA Vice City does not actually look too bad. My brother-in-law was playing it, about a year ago and i was like it honestly didn't age horribly yeah so i mean that i think they could do some real magic still with that game and i think in that setting too i feel like liberty city is too samey to san andreas too like give us variety we don't want the same thing like we already played grand theft auto 5 and i love that game but i don't want the same type of experience for grand theft auto 6 yeah no i i would 100 percent agree um, I would also say, and I don't think they would make this mistake this time because I, obviously they're going to take their time. GTA five is still making them hand over fist at this point money. Yeah. Um, I would say though, when you're not necessarily at launch, but there needs to be some sort of deep dive beta testing for their online this next time. Cause it yeah. took almost a year for GTA online to get good. Um, I know Red Dead's online took a little bit longer too to get like fully involved with everybody, and it seems like Rockstar always messes up some sort of online component with their games at this moment. For sure, yeah, I agree completely, and I just I want to see something different. Like, obviously, we talked talked about the setting, but um, obviously, we w- we want to see things that we've never seen in GTA before. Uh, Rockstar does such a good job at creating worlds and and just making you feel, uh, I guess, sunken into this world to make it feel so real. I just want to see some original stuff coming from that. And I feel like GTA Five was a very 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 good game, but it was also a safe game. And Red Dead Redemption Two. Very, very, very good game again. Very safe game, though, also. Again, I just want to see them, like, take some creative risks because, like, they are such talented developers that I, I feel like any ki- any type of risk that they take and they, as long as they deliver on it, it would just make it that much better because it's, it's that much more original. I, I would really like to see, if not a character creator i would really like to see that world played as a female character this time around 
Yeah. Um, or the I, option. I get it. That might sound very social justice warrior of me. That's not how I'm trying to say. It's just we've experienced this from many different types of people, but it's always been a male perspective and how. And you're supposed to kind of immerse yourself, lose yourself in this world. I think that would be a great new experience with you, especially talking about give us a new take. Yeah. Be that female character. Be that female lead. Yeah. I, I mean, you and I both love the Tomb Raider games. Yeah. We don't love it because we're playing as Laura Croft. They're just great games. People that, like, just focus on the sex of a character, I think, are stupid. If they won't give something a shot just because they're playing the opposite sex. Yeah. Um, like, Control, my game of the year last year, and one of yours. Yes. Like, it's, that game was fantastic. You played a woman the whole time. Who the hell cares? So I think that'd be really cool. I just don't want to switch between three characters again, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I feel like it worked for GTA five. I'm just not sure if it, I don't know how viable it is necessarily to keep doing that. I feel like, and I guess it wasn't fair for me to say they didn't take risks in GTA five. Cause that was a, a decent amount of risk playing as three separate, uh, uh characters in the campaign um but yeah i kind of agree that's going to be kind of something that's going to be hard for them to strike gold twice on so to speak um but they could even even if they wanted to do a character creator for campaign and have like male and female options as your main character there's ways around that that you could craft your story for it to still make sense like for instance when you play mass effect uh, you're always referred to as Shepard. You're never referred to as um, your first name, John, or the female version. I forget what her name was. Uh, well, now we know you weren't Fem Shep. No, you're right. I wasn't. <laughs> but but you get what I'm saying. Like people always referred to him as Shepard, so they never had to worry about uh, female, male, or whatever. But uh, yeah, there's ways around that, and I, I definitely would encourage both. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey is another great example because you get to choose Alexios or uh, uh, shoot. I Cassandra. played as Cassandra. Yeah, I actually played as Cassandra, but uh, yeah, so I, I would be down for that completely. Yeah, I'd also like to see that. This is actually something I, I praise them for in GTA Five. I'd like them to continue with the absurdity of the missions and what i mean by that is ign for years and even now still has articles coming up of people finding different missions that you never knew were there yes or just those little details i i remember when it first came out i heard about like you could actually hop on a bus tour and it's like a two-hour voiced over bus tour of the entire city <laughs> and it's true it's 100 yeah. percent true that that's a thing and it's like you would probably never experience it because why would you? It's not a mission. It's nothing. There's nothing that pops up on your map. Right. But I just love that they spent that much time to create something that 98% of gamers will never find. That is And I just think that's a really cool detail that they always add. Yeah, their attention to detail is always second to none. Like, they they do a really good job with that. Uh, I just thought of something, and I forgot when you were talking. Shoot. Uh... (laughs) I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say something that was somewhat smart that I was going to add to that, but I forgot. That's what happened, man. You thought of something smart and it does not last. Yep, that's true. (laughs) You're so (laughs) funny. All right, that's the end of the show, guys. Uh, I'm kicking them off the show. 
Uh, thank you guys for coming out uh, to the show. Uh, as we, we are continuing to do, we're going to continue to do our best here uh, as Sean joins me on Discord each week. Uh, appreciate you guys coming out to support the show live in YouTube. I see there's a few people in the, in the uh, YouTube live show here. Appreciate you guys watching live, even though you didn't comment. I would love to see some comments in here, but that's all right. Appreciate you guys coming out. Um, just as a reminder, every week we are live, usually on Wednesdays uh, on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN. You will find us there. Uh, Twitter, Podcast PXN. Facebook, Podcast PXN. And thank you guys again, and much love, and keep on gaming. Deuces. <laughs>